It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on the Locked On Podcast Network Super Bowl week here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Thousands converging on the metro, parking prices getting gouged, and we're here to talk about it all with Sage Rosenfels. Again, my name's Sam Ekstrom. This is Locked On Vikings. If you hear a rumble in the background, it is Radio Row at the Mall of America where they didn't invite us for some reason, Sage, but you are there <laughs> to spread the word about this show, um, allegedly, and uh, and talk to some of these radio networks across the country. What's the vibe like at MOA right now? Well, it's pretty cool. You know, the mall's not really quite open yet, I don't believe. Uh, I think there's some mall walkers walking around here, but the stores aren't open uh, for another half an hour or something like that. And and yeah, all the uh, the people from around the country. I mean, from Jacksonville and Houston and and New York, and I'm sitting next to the Doug Gottlieb show set. Uh, you know, they're they all sort of uh, converge here, and uh, I, I like the setup. I like that it is a little tight. Um, it's some sort of food court here in the north end of the mall, but I like the fact that just regular fans who are you know, obviously hundreds of thousands of people will probably be here throughout the week and just walk by. Uh, and see some of their, you know, whether it's favorite uh, radio show hosts or TV personalities and then obviously athletes uh, as the week goes on. I think it's an absolutely uh, brilliant idea for a setup because of all the people that are coming to town this week uh, and just people from Minnesota uh, who go to the Mall of America this week will have a chance to, you know, get up and close and personal with, uh, with I guess, sort of celebrities that they listen to and see and, and, um, and watch on television. Now, you have done Radio Row in the past, correct? Yeah, and I've done it, and it's it's always in some random places. Sometimes it's in you know big hotel ballrooms. Uh, that's how it was in New York City. Uh, in when it was in Detroit a decade or so ago, it was in uh, General uh, General Motors' headquarters, in, like their big atrium, or right in the middle on the main floor, or sort of in the basement. Uh, it was a very weird spot, uh, but it was open to the public. Um, it's in some unusual locations every year, and I, and I actually. I thought, you know, why, why the Mall of America? How come they didn't do it downtown? You know, the media people have to be sort of stuck out here in Bloomington. But then you realize, you know, it says it gives, it gives great access to the average fan who, if they want to come, uh, you know, see some celebrities or, or whatever, uh, they can do that. And obviously parking and, and all that type of thing. And it shows off when, when one, of, one of Minnesota's, um, you know, more interesting uh, uh, attractions, which is this unbelievable mall. I'm curious, when you've done Radio Row before, what is the go-to question that every market seems to ask you? Well, for me, they usually ask about their quarterback. What do I think yeah. of their quarterback? It seems to be, uh, you know, the, the general question for me. And so, uh, and sometimes it, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, you know, like it's Houston. I'm, I'm going to go on some Houston guys tomorrow morning. We, we might talk about some some of their current team stuff my guess is we'll talk about uh you know some of the games of when i played and or some of the players and coaches from that era uh you know 2006 7 and 8 and, and probably relive some glory days so it's a mix between going back in the past 
and or just basically asking questions about their current quarterback situation. Gotcha. Well, I'm sure the vibe is very cool there. I know I did some walking on the Skyway a couple nights ago, and I kind of peered down at all the events on Nicolette Mall downtown. Looks very cool. If you go, I would Uber or carpool somehow to uh, diffuse the cost of parking because it's excessive. But uh, the vibe is definitely cool down there. Maybe wait until the next two days because I know today is frigid, about three degrees this morning. Definitely get out there and enjoy this, these festivities, even if you're still bitter about the Vikings' loss, because uh, this probably won't come around here again for many, many, many years. Uh, we promised on Friday, Sage, that we would transition to talking about some of the other quarterbacks, some of the out-of-the-organization quarterbacks that might be of interest to Vikings fans as their quarterback next season. I think there's three names being tossed around. One of them... Probably very unlikely, Drew Brees. Now, I know you touched on him. You would throw the farm at him, and I think that's not a bad idea. I think it's probably unlikely, though, that Brees would uproot from a rising New Orleans team where he's been basically his whole career. Uh, The other two, Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith, maybe a little more realistic. Of those three, I think you'd probably go with Brees, right? But he might be the most unrealistic of the three, wouldn't you say? Well... Yeah, I think, you know, Vikings fans, I sort of threw that on Twitter a week or so ago, and they're like, oh, we don't want another, you know, old quarterback at the end of his career, and and Vikings fans haven't had always great luck with that, uh, though in some they have. I mean, Randall Clanahan had an unbelievable year uh, in the late 90s, and so, I, but I, I believe that Breeze got a couple more good years left in him. I think of all of them, he is the guy that can be the game changer, uh, that can really bring this team uh, over the top, I, I still believe he's an elite quarterback. Uh, he, he's one of the best in the business. He's got a ton of playoff experience. Uh, when, when, when the, if the Vikings would need him, uh, sort of like they needed a quarterback in that championship game uh, to really you know, carry the weight of the team and the offense on his shoulders and say, let's, let's go score a couple of touchdowns and win this sucker in the second half, Breeze is one of those guys that can do that. Um, the chances of him leaving New Orleans are less than 1%, I think, at this point. He, I don't think he'd re- retire, but they're going to work something out, obviously. In the past, Breeze has always sort of gone for the top dollar, didn't leave much on the table. Uh, but I, I guess they'll come up with something. The Vikings and the Saints are very similar. Uh, you know, the Saints are a very good team, too, a very good roster, a very young roster. And you know, he's put a lot of time in with those guys, those receivers and, and backs and, 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 and line. Uh, you don't want all that, all, that, uh, all that work just to go to waste uh, for a few extra dollars. So um, I, I don't see him leaving New Orleans, uh, but uh, you know, I think of all the quarterbacks, he would be uh, the one that would give the Vikings the best chance to, to win a Super Bowl. Here's a question for you. Who plays longer, Drew Brees or Tom Brady? Hmm. That is a really good question. Um, I think Breeze. I, I think Breeze might. Uh, I think wow. Breeze might have about three years left, and I think Brady just might have two. I actually believe they also, if they wanted to, let's just say they weren't married, they didn't have any kids, and they just wanted to play forever. They both could probably play until their mid to upper forties. They both keep themselves in phenomenal shape, but I think they'll actually shut it down at some point, uh, just to say enough's enough. Uh, they're both first ballot Hall of Famers. Uh, it's time to move on to something else. Sure. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Lockdown Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors 
over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. Well, let's say the Breeze stays in New Orleans. I think that's probably the likeliest case from, from what I've heard from New Orleans people. Breeze's staying there has sort of been dependent on the Saints putting a competitive team around him, which they have, a very promising young team. So I think he's probably staying put there in the bayou. But, but then let's talk about these other two guys, Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins. You know, on one hand, you've got Kirk Cousins, who's 29. He's really only got three years of starting quarterback baggage on his body. Uh, so he might have a lot of good years left. Uh, That being said, when you look at the Alex Smith numbers, last seven years, he's got 101 starts. His record, 69 wins, 31 losses, and one tie in seven seasons. And he's got double-digit wins in four of those years. He's got less than 10 interceptions in all seven of those years. Alex Smith is an efficient quarterback, and he's sort of been plagued by postseason failures, and a lot of that falls back on his defenses falls back on coaching but the numbers are there for Alex Smith is Kirk Cousins maybe a higher end higher potential higher ceiling quarterback yes but I don't think you should overlook Alex Smith yeah and Alex had actually a quietly very good year and then the Chiefs are in the playoffs and they really should have won the first playoff game their defense was their biggest issue in Kansas City this year that is a change from the past and Alex actually had to carry a little more weight uh, of that of that team this year, and, and he came through and, and played very well. So, shoot, if you look at his win loss record, that basically averages out to about an 11 and five, maybe 10 and six, but really probably more like the 11 and five season over the course uh, combined of all of his last you know six or seven seasons. That is very very good. Uh, the question is, is he better than Case Keenum? Uh, would he be a better alternative to sort of bring uh, the Vikings uh, over the get them get them over the hump? Um, than the current you know guys on the roster, and I think that's that's what the the, uh, the you know this, the Vikings administration has to do. Whether it's Alex Smith or Kirk Cousins or whoever, would those guys get us have a better chance of getting us over the hump uh, than the current guys on the roster? Yeah, it's a great question. So the, the status on Smith is that he still is under contract for one more year. Again, they've got Patrick Mahomes waiting in the wings. They can get rid of Smith with like a $3.6 million cap hit so that it's not a detrimental cap hit if they wanted to move on. I mean, maybe they'd want to engineer some kind of trade and get value there, and, and I'm not sure the Vikings would want, would want to pony up. Whereas Kirk Cousins could be a free agent. They franchised him for two years in a row. He's kind of been dragged along by Washington. Uh, his three seasons with nine wins, eight wins, and seven wins, 
He hasn't produced much in terms of postseason success again, but he hasn't really been blessed with a wealth of riches there in Washington either. Offensively, I don't know if he's had great weapons besides maybe Jordan Reed. Uh, and defensively, they haven't been fantastic. So again, it depends on the team around you. But his last three seasons, 29 and 11, 25 and 12, 27 and 13. Again, nice numbers for Kirk Cousins. Uh, the question is, is he the type of winning quarterback that, that you think you can trust late in the game? Yeah, I mean, he puts up good regular season numbers, but more often than not, his teams aren't good enough to get to the postseason. And uh, so, you know, scoring touchdowns and completing a lot of passes and throwing for a lot of yards, uh, is that what the Vikings need versus a guy who you know goes out and wins 12 and 13 football games, you know, every year? So it's he's going to and he's going to ask for and receive from somebody a really big contract. I mean, we're talking. I don't know, five years, $140 million, $125 million, probably you know, $60 million guaranteed. He's going to get a very big contract. And do the Vikings want to take that sort of risk on a guy that you know, hasn't led his team to you know, an NFC championship game or, or a lot of postseason you know, success uh, where you know, the guy currently on the roster, Case Keenum, is not going to get that type of money. There will be a discount. Um, and, uh, and and seems to win more football games right now. So um, it's an interesting interesting deal. Uh, you know, he's he's been highly sought after. Uh, Kirk Cousins. He's he is a he is a franchise guy. I mean, he's a, a guy that the locker room looks to. He's a great leader. Uh, he says and does all the right things. Um, and uh, so you know, he's going to be somewhere. And, and, I, and I, it seems like he wants to get out of Washington. It just sort of feels that way been franchised a couple of times seems like he wants to get out and, and you know, I'm not sure if the Vikings will make a run at him or not I think when you're when you're considering the quarterback situation you have to put yourself in Mike Zimmer's head and say would Mike Zimmer ever sign off on paying a quarterback so much money that it inhibited the Vikings from re-signing their defensive core because that's what the Vikings are facing a lot of guys are going to require extensions Anthony Barr Eric Kendricks Probably Trey Waynes is going to need more money. They're going to have to pay these guys. Daniil Hunter as well. So you've got at least four big contracts coming down the pipeline. Are you going to pay a quarterback massive guaranteed money and perhaps you know stifle your ability to spend on defense? I don't think Mike Zimmer is going to do that. I think they're going to look for value, which is probably going to come in the form of one of the guys you already have because whether it's Keenum He's not going to command nearly the, the amount that Kirk Cousins would. Um, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater might be value at this point because he's seen his value kind of decrease. And even Sam Bradford's probably presenting you some kind of value at this point. I, it just feels like that's the more cost-efficient way to go about things at this point. Well, it's risk and reward. And it's also, uh, if you look at the final four teams that in the NFL this year, yeah, Tom Brady, uh, but it was Case Keenum, Nick Foles, uh, and Blake Bortles, right? So there obviously is a formula out there that you don't need a top five or even top ten quarterback uh, to you know get very closer to the Super Bowl. Uh, you're seeing the, the Eagles do with Nick Foles, and and you know let, let's just say uh, the Eagles even have Carson Wentz or a really expensive quarterback, and uh, uh, you know they can they can get this far. They can spend more money, you know, an extra you know fifteen to twenty million dollars on you know defensive players and upgrades in the D line, upgrades on the offensive line, uh, and just make your overall roster better. I think there is a sort of a business model out there that doesn't include a twenty-five to thirty million dollar quarterback. Uh, it probably includes a five to ten million dollar quarterback, and 
that extra 15, 20 million spent elsewhere. All right, let me give you th- three names of older veteran backups. And, and I'm sure the Vikings will have to bring somebody in here. Like, let's say that Bridgewater is the guy they choose. Uh, they're probably going to want to have someone reliable behind him. Let me give you three names. Tell me who you would want. Josh McCown, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Matt Moore. Now, these are older guys. They may not go this direction, but if they did, those three names, who would you like? You know, Josh McCown's the oldest, uh, I believe. Yep. And, uh, well, Fitzpatrick's, they're all both pretty old. Those are pretty old guys. Um, McCown played pretty dang well this year for the New York Jets. Uh, he did get injured at the end of the season, but that team was supposed to be terrible this year, and they were, they were respectable in the AFC East, and, and he was respectable when he was in there. So, uh, you know, if they have a younger guy, it's nice to have one of those veteran – you know, tight backups. Um, Matt Moore is one of those guys that can come in and beat anybody, but he also can come in and lose to anybody. He's <laughs> sort of a high risk, high you know, high reward type of guy. He'll throw four touchdowns one week and throw three interceptions the next. Uh, but you know, there's value in that, in particular, the back quarterback spot where you want a guy to you know, come in in a pinch uh, and play well. And, and Matt Moore has a really good history of uh, playing well when he's when he's been called upon in, in tough spots. Have you watched much of the two Houston guys, uh, TJ Yates and Tom Savage? They're both on the market. They're both fairly young. You know, it's almost like a Case Keenum deal where it's, you know, a couple guys that don't have a lot of tread on the tires, still might have some years left. Have you seen much from either of those two, Yates and Savage? Yeah, I've seen them play enough. I don't think it's an upgrade over any of the three guys currently on the Vikings roster. I I think there's some other guys that would be, I'd have more interest in, you know, Matt Moore and, and McCown being a couple of those guys. But, uh, I mean, they're okay. Uh, but I think the Vikings would be, you know, they're, they're not, those guys are never going to become what Case Keenum was this mm-hmm. year. And I think, obviously, as a backup, you're looking for a certain type of player, but you're also looking for a guy that, you know, if, if things go right, uh, you know, could step in and win, you know, two out of three football games. And I don't see TJ Yates or, or Tom Savage doing that. All right, good conversation today, Sage. Last one. Did you watch any of the Pro Bowl yesterday? I, I did. Uh, I can't say any. I think I watched about four plays, and there was two of them that were like running plays, or <laughs> they were some sort of pass that was caught, and they ran up, and like there was it wasn't even a tackle. They just like stopped the guys, and everyone just stood up. And I was like, this is the strangest way to watch <laughs> football when guys really aren't hitting, trying not to hit each other. Um, it was like watching practice. Uh, well, I didn't watch any of it either, but I have seen exactly two highlights. One of them was an Adam Thielen touchdown. The other one was a Harrison Smith pick six. So the Vikings showed up well, apparently. And I'm looking at the box score now. Kyle Rudolph led the NFC in receiving with seven catches and 70 yards. So nice showing for the Vikings. Uh, bittersweet, though. I don't think any of them wanted to be playing yesterday. And apparently it was in the rain in Orlando. It was like pouring down in Orlando. So it wasn't really that fun for anybody. Yeah, the, the Rudy's played well in, in these uh, these All-Star, these Pro Bowl games. He was the MVP a few years ago, I believe. So, yeah, yeah it's nice the Vikings get recognized. But, yeah, I think they'd much rather be recognized this week by playing in the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Right on. Well, Sage, we'll let you go to your myriad radio spots that you have lined up for today. Uh, That should be a great time, and we'll talk to you later in the week. Sounds good. He's Sage Rosenfels, the former NFL quarterback. I'm Sam Ekstrom, VikingsBeatWritersOwnCoverage.com. Thanks for listening to this Monday's show. Stay warm today. Enjoy the Super Bowl festivities. We'll talk to you later.
Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners, this is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.